You're listening to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, episode 320. Hey there, you amazing human, and welcome to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, the podcast that is designed for female entrepreneurs who want to make more money in a way that is in alignment for them. If you're looking for practical advice, proven strategies, and expert insights to help you navigate the challenges of growing your business, then you've come to the right place. Welcome, my friend. I am your host, Angela Henderson, a proud Canadian living in beautiful Australia, and I'm a business coach, consultant, and strategist who has helped thousands of women around the world build successful businesses. Through solo episodes and interviews with successful business owners, industry experts, and thought leaders, you'll get insider insights into what it takes to succeed in today's digital age. Whether you're struggling to scale your business, looking for ways to boost your productivity, or seeking ways to overcome the challenges of being an entrepreneur, this show has everything you need to succeed and more. So subscribe, pop your headphones on, and get ready to creating the business and life you deserve today by allowing the Angela Henderson Online Business Show help you create a winning strategy, develop the right mindset, and build lasting wealth. Well, hey, 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 you amazing human, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the podcast. I hope you are ready for a highly anticipated episode where I'm going to be chatting with my guest, Caroline, around the topic of podcasting as a business growth strategy. We are diving deep into this topic, and it ultimately has the potential to transform your business in profound ways. How do I know this? I have been podcasting for five plus years and it is my go-to as a visibility strategy and has led to so much revenue, so many amazing you know, connections, conversations, growth. Podcasting is my jam. In this episode, Caroline and I will embark on a journey through the world of podcasting, uncovering its remarkable ability to serve as a catalyst for your business growth. So sharpen your pencils, open your mind and get ready for a brilliant conversation with two podcasters chatting about podcasting as a business growth strategy. By the end of this episode, you're going to be armed with the knowledge and inspiration to leverage podcasting as an asset for your own business. Now sit back and get ready for all levels of awesomeness. Welcome to the show, Caroline. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited because we get to talk about podcasting today, and it is a topic that I love talking about. I mean, how can I not after podcasting for five plus years? It's one of my favorite things to do, and I'm just thrilled that you're going to be here today sharing with the listeners about podcasting as a growth strategy and what they can be doing to look at implementing this within their business. But before we get started, I always like to ask my guests a fun question so that the audience gets to know you a little bit better. And my fun question to you is I know that you live in Colorado in the U.S. of A. It is one of the most beautiful states in Colorado. I actually did my high school and undergrad in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So I venture up to Colorado quite often. And there's like lush forests. There's so much greenery. Obviously, you get all four seasons, which is also great. So I'd love to know. I think you also love hiking with your family, too, when I was doing some research. So my question to you is, is what are is your all-time favorite spot in Colorado that you love to adventure to and why? Oh my gosh, that is the hardest question anybody has ever asked me. (laughs) 
Um, because every spot here is gorgeous. We are not native Coloradans. We moved here about six years ago and I, I just never get tired of it. Every day we go somewhere and it takes my breath away. My favorite hiking spot though, there's this place it's, it's up the mountain from here. So we actually live in the front range. So if you were to look at a map of Colorado, we sit right up against the mountain and specifically Pike's peak. And so we, it takes us like 30 minutes to get into the mountains. It's not very far. And there's a place um, just on the other side of Pikes Peak, which is called Craig's Trail. Mm-hmm. And it is the coolest hike. I think it's about um, eight miles or so. And you hike through a meadow before you start actually hiking up the the little mountain that you hike oh. up. And then you have a complete view oh, of... Wow. Um, like Woodland Park, which is a city up there. And you can even see Pikes Peak and Colorado Springs. And it is just one of the most beautiful hikes. And I actually haven't been in a very long time because I had to have hip surgery this year. And so um, that is like my goal is to get back to that spot and be able to do that hike again because it's just so breathtaking. Oh my goodness, it sounds absolutely amazing. And, and there's something to be said about as business owners, Movement is also so important in our day to day, but yet as we kind of grow through different growth stages, we put movement aside. And I also know for myself, the benefits of connecting with nature and grounding and being in sunshine and fresh air and off electronics is absolutely game changer. At time of recording, I've actually taken Facebook, Gmail, you know, um, Instagram off my kind of where you can see it on my phone because I was spending obviously with clients, I was spending about five hours per day, you know what I mean? Looking at their stuff, looking at my stuff. And since doing it last week, my average time is like down to an hour and a half. And it's been a game changer at looking at how much time you can actually get back. But I know that we're off segment, but, you know, getting outside with nature, I think is just so, so crucial for our mental health, our spiritual health and the growth of our business. So I love that, you know, you and your family adventure create memories together. Yeah, absolutely. Now for the listeners out there today, they may or may not know who the amazing Caroline is. So in a simple nutshell, can you tell us what you do for businesses and how you help these amazing humans around the world? Yes. So I am the owner of Wild Home Podcasting and I am a podcast strategist. So I help business owners, coaches, service providers, consultants, sell more of their programs and services and offers with a podcast. And that's exactly what we do through management and strategy and all that good stuff. Oh, I love it. And like I said, podcasting, it is one of my favorite avenues for business growth. And that's why, you know, having you here today to be able to talk about this is great. So let's start with, I think, well, I don't think I know, because I hear this when clients come to me and they're like, and should, should podcasting be part of it? Should YouTube, like, what should it be? And And so I guess I just want to share with people, like, how many podcasts are there in the world? Yeah. So this is such a fact. We were talking about this before we hopped on. And I love these numbers so much because I think they're really eye opening. Mm -hmm. So when I look at um, one of the most recent studies that was released as of September 2023, they counted 2.87 million podcasts. So that's the total number of podcasts. But what is surprising is the number that are active. I, I this is going to really shock you. I think uh-huh. yes. So they they counted three hundred and eighty one thousand active oh. podcasts, mm-hmm. and that's the trick. And the reason why yes. I wanted you to talk about this data is I think people go podcasting's not for me. There's too many podcasts. It's already been done. What value can I have? But I'm like, if you have a voice. 
you can make an impact regardless of what business niche you're in, whatever. And it doesn't have to be business niche. It could just be, you could be a teacher, for example, right? Right. Because the reality of it is, is there are billions and billions of people around the world, but there's only 300,000 plus active podcasts. There is more than enough space for you to create an impact, but also to have that as a growth strategy to grow your business. So I am thrilled to hear that data because if this doesn't convince those sitting on the fence about starting a podcast, I don't know what will. You're not competing with like, for example, we're about to enter Black Friday, which is a major big selling you know, day over in right. America and Canada, for example. Not so much in Australia. Yes, but not so much. And you're competing with, we're talking about millions upon millions upon millions of people trying to get into everyone's inboxes. A podcast, yeah. you're only literally dealing with 300,000. And that's not even 300,000 in your niche. That's 300,000 collectively. So there's so much opportunity for growth there. Yeah. And I think where where people get confused about, like they're thinking that there's so many podcasts out there, you know, relatively speaking, podcasting is still a young medium. It's still like the industry itself is still relatively young. And like when we compare it to say YouTube, there's way more accounts on YouTube and creators on YouTube than there are creating podcasts. Mm -hmm. And so I think that just kind of puts it into perspective for people. Like there is so much room for you and for your voice and for what you want to share. And it really just comes down to, you know, what your goals are and how you want to use that podcast. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But I'd love to know a little bit more because obviously as a podcast strategist, you've had to be in the game for a little while. And I know you also have your own podcast and things like that. So share with the audience a little bit about how did you initially decide that podcast was the right medium to grow your business? And off the back of that, I'd love to know like what benefits have you seen so far from having that podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I honestly fell into podcasting. It wasn't something that I was seeking. I literally posted in a Facebook group one day, I would like to start a podcast. And somebody else said, I would too. And we said, let's start it together. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. we started a podcast. It was really successful. We loved doing it. And I fell in love with the back end of podcasting. And one of my friends asked me to help her with her podcast. She's a business owner. And I quickly realized the impact that her podcast was having for her business. Mm. and. I found myself working more and more with online business owners. So whether they were coaches or like they were service providers and they had this podcast and I realized there was a really big gap between their podcast and their business. Like the two were not talking. And that's really how I got into podcast strategy and helping people use their podcast to help grow their business. Through all of this work, I think the biggest benefit I have seen is that the podcast is this amazing piece of long form content that really builds that know, like, and trust in a way that a video on Instagram isn't going to do. And, or even an email sometimes, you know, isn't necessarily going because you're in their ears, right? You're, it's mm. your voice literally in their ears. And the thing that I personally love about podcasting, even though I do have a video strategy now, I, I am an INFJ. I am an introvert. Uh -huh. uh, and I am not a natural speaker. Uh, this has taken years to get here. But podcasting actually gave me a place to really hone my messaging and and really come into my own as someone who could speak on a podcast like I'm doing now. And I didn't have to do it in front of a camera. And I think that was really, really helpful for me and growing my business and 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 again, like really refining my messaging and how I want to talk about the things that I do and how I want to share that 
all of that just folded into a podcast for me. And that's why I think it's such an incredible piece to add to your business. I love that. And like you said, it's one of the platforms that I found, like I too, I was like TikTok, regardless if you're dancing or doing something else, I was like, not my cup of tea. And I also feel like Instagram and TikTok, there's more of a pressure than even YouTube to almost be like picture perfect. Does that make sense? Even though you don't have to buy, you don't have to buy into that, but it still impacts and stops people from growing. Um, Whereas I was like, listen, all I need, I had a $240 mic. I was like, I've got internet, we can roll, you know? Exactly. And and I remember I was speaking at We Are Podcast here in Australia and Pat Flynn and I were having a chat. And one of the things that I remember Pat talking about was like when he went back to like his first initial recording, right? And it was like, he said, I'm like, yo, 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 Pat Flynn here. Like, yo, 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 yo. And it's like, of course, you're going to cringe at the very first podcast episode, but it's through practice. Just like if you go to the gym, it's through practice and repetition that you become a little bit better and a little bit better. But I love podcasts because I can roll out of bed, record in my pajamas, don't have to be makeup ready, don't have to be camera yeah. ready, like I just rock and roll. Um, and there's this easiness, it feels to me. It doesn't feel hard. And I think that's important that I do want to say to people is podcasting should be easy. It should be light. Oh my gosh, yes. YouTube should be easy, should be light and fun. Instagram, TikTok, whatever platform your choice is, it should always be fun because as soon as it's hard, you're no longer in alignment and that platform is not going to serve you because the energy you bring, people will pick up on that. Um, whereas like, I still love podcasting. Like people will hear in my voice, like I'm excited to be here. It's not like, oh, I got to do this again. <laughs> and so being in alignment, I also think is really key. Um, and also making sure that your audience consumes content auditory. Not everyone does. There's still a large percentage of people who are readers for blogs, right? There's a lot of people who are better off in YouTube. But in my experience, I think I've helped 40 plus people now just through coaching. I don't help them start their podcasts or anything like that, like as in tech wise or anything, um, just get the idea out, et cetera. Of the 40 plus people that have started, I would have to say there's only one, two that haven't continued. Do you know what I mean? And it is. Yeah game changer for the growth of their business. So there's so many benefits that come, but the number one thing though, that I just want to say that I think that I've benefited the most is the power of relationships. For example, that's how, do you know what I mean? I know like the team reached out to you, for example, right. And we like, you know, I'm going to go on your podcast too, for example. And that wouldn't have, you've got an advantage because you've got an asset and I don't think I've ever had anyone come and say, no, I don't want to be in your podcast because it's easy. People are like, I'm in, they get to talk about themselves, they get to help people, and then they get to sell themselves at the end. And so right. that that benefit is that the connections I have made have grown my network. And I'm a firm believer that your network equals your net worth. And so don't underestimate the power of relationships because when you've got an asset you can almost invite anyone you want on there and you've got power. Okay. So I think it's important to talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think honestly, I think that's one of the most underrated benefits of podcasting Mm. is this power of networking and collaboration. So like, I have a little story about this. I, during like a couple years ago, I had a baby. And so Mm -hmm. I was unable to uh, record interviews, just our schedule. We were all home. And so I didn't do interviews for a while. And can I tell you, my podcast and my business actually suffered because of that. Mm-hmm. And in this last year, I've really ramped up. Okay, I'm I'm doing collaborations. I'm talking to people again. I'm networking. I'm having people on my podcast. I'm going on other podcasts. And the momentum in my business 
has just been amazing to see. And it really is a testament to the power, just like you were saying, of networking and how important that is for you. And I love using my podcast in that way and having that to offer to people as well. And I really do view it as like, I'm bringing people into my listeners world who are amazing, who I meet and are amazing. Like if I join somebody's program and I love it, I will bring them on my podcast and share them. And I almost use it as a way as to be like people's cheerleader. And I just think it's been such a powerful game changer for my business and getting myself out there. And, you know, especially if you're unable to go to live events or anything like that, mm. it, it, using it in that way has just been so impactful. So I just wanted to share that story because I think it's really important what you said. And is it not only do you then have your podcast, but because you have that asset, like I've been on, I, I think it's now close to 180 podcasts that I've been on as a guest. And right. it's the accumulation of effect. Like people will say, well, you're everywhere. Well, that it's also, I've been in business for a very long time. Do you know what I mean? So there's that perception, yeah. you know, but every podcast is new audience listeners, new audience listeners. They come into exactly. your ecosystem. They go into your ecosystem, but it's the, I believe the only reason why I've been on close to 180 podcasts is because I've leveraged my own pad podcast, invited guests on, we've reciprocated, and then they introduce right. me to new people. Does that make sense? So absolutely. And it's like, if we know that there's only 300 and whatever thousand podcasts out there, you would get pitched all the time, right? I get pitched probably 10 pitches a day from random people wanting to get people on their podcast. But but we only have so many episodes in a year. So just know that your podcast, again, becomes that asset and opens up doors for you to get on other people's, which then also grows your visibility, which inevitably makes you more money. Now, I will tell you this, starting a podcast now, if you're being reactive, is not going to just bring you in more money. Podcast is a long-term strategy, all right? And so just doing it for six weeks and going, this isn't working because I think the average podcast stops. Is it seven episodes or nine? I can't remember what the latest data is. But people get in it. And they're like, oh, this isn't quick. Right. Right. I'm not in it, but it's like, well, no, it's like a long-term strategy. So just know that you won't see the benefits right away, but you will start to see the knock-on benefits about what you can do with your podcast. Would you agree or disagree? I absolutely agree. And that's where having a strategy really comes into play and really understanding, okay, how is this podcast going to support my business? Mm. And what are my goals as related to my business goals and my goals with the podcast? And it's really important to understand that because it is a long game. You know, I I tell people like at least 25 episodes before we even have a conversation mm-hmm. about how we feel about the process how we feel about the download numbers, how we feel about the benefits we've seen from it. Because, you know, I will have people come to me who've listened to an episode that I put out two years ago. Mm-hmm. And so it really is this thing that sits forever as long as you pay your hosting fees. And I always tell people it's like a library of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you have to have a plan for how you're going to leverage that mm-hmm. and how you're going to get people from podcast to your business and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm not saying this to make it sound hard. It's it's not hard at all. But the point that I'm trying to make is, okay, if you are going to start a podcast and you know that you want it to help grow your business, okay, let's have a strategy and a plan for what that's going to look like because you are going to need to be doing this for long-term to see those benefits. 100%. I know we'll talk a little bit more about strategy because 
it's like anything. You just can't have a content strategy for Instagram or throw shit on Instagram. I hope that it works. There always still right. needs to be some method, some strategy, some reason connected to something. Do you know what I mean? In order Absolutely. for it to prosper. Now, yeah. I also think podcasting, do you know what I mean, can help in many ways build someone's trust and authority. What is your take on that? Yeah, the, it, a podcast is actually like one of my favorite pieces for doing this. And all those benefits I was talking about that I saw with my own podcast, this is where I really feel like it comes into play because you're able again to really hone your messaging, but now you can really make yourself the go-to person for whatever your thing is. So what you want to be known for, that's what you want to talk about on your podcast. And that's going to make you the expert, right? You're going to be seen as the authority, especially as you build up those episodes. The thing that I really love about podcasts too, is if we use it as a piece of our funnel, now we're really building that authority and that know, like, and trust even more. And so thinking about it as, you know, if we're thinking about it in, as in the ecosystem of all the marketing that we're doing, you know, Instagram is like, and TikTok, all those places are where they get a taste of what we do. And the podcast is where we can really bring them into our world and show them how we work, our philosophies on things, uh, how we've, you know, how we have operated in our own business Mm -hmm. and really kind of building that again, that library of knowledge that people are going to be able to come to when they're looking for help with the thing that you help people with. Mm-hmm. And and so that's really where I, I feel like that building authority comes in, especially uh, if you have like specific offers, aligning your content with those. Um, I've even, you know, people who've written books, aligning their content with a book that they've written. It all leads into one thing leads into the other. And that's really where that authority building and that know, like, and trust is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I love it. And it's like, again, know, like, and trust that you you have to have I can't remember exactly what it is I think it's a 7114 you have to have seven touch points over four platforms with 11 hours of content I think it is it's yeah. called the 7411 rule or whatever and yes. it's it is you need people especially if they're a cold audience so again cold audience they know nothing about you warm they kind of do hot they've bought from you right it's a cold audience. I know, especially if you got higher ticket items, they need to have a bit more know, like, and trust factor before they just hand it over to you, right? Right, And yeah. so podcasting and getting them in your ear, and that's where I get a lot of people will be like, and you've been my mentor for the last six months every week, you know, two, two episodes a week just listening to you, but now I'm ready to pay you because if you've given me this much value just through the podcast, what is it going to be like to work with you, right? So, but they exactly. had to get to know, like, and trust me first. Women in business, get ready to ignite your success and elevate your game. Join me for an exclusive three-day women in business conference from October 31st to November 2nd at the breathtaking Gold Coast, Australia. Designed exclusively for online business owners, service-based business owners, coaches, consultants, and course creators. What to expect at this amazing three-day Women in Business conference? Expect an immersive experience filled with fun, empowering keynote speakers, interactive workshops, networking opportunities with other successful business owners, gain valuable insights, forge meaningful connections, and leave inspired to take your business to new heights. 12 speakers have already been announced with five more speakers being announced shortly. We have Steph Taylor joining us, Anita Seek joining us, Lisa Cordiff joining us, and not to mention Manny from Sound Healing Australia, who will be there for the most magical sound healing experience ever. You do not want to miss the event of the year for women in business. 
To secure your ticket, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au today. Yeah. And I will tell you, like, if I'm thinking about working with someone and they have a podcast, you know, I'm going to go listen to episodes before I hit the buy button or sign the contract. Right. Mm -hmm. And it really does act as this, like, you know, helping people over that barrier of, you know, do I want to work with them? What do they know that I need? That kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. I love what you said about the cold versus warm, because I think that's something really important to understand about a podcast as well. Mm -hmm. When we talk about it as a piece of our funnel, as it should be viewed for your business, these are warm leads. These are people who you know are coming back again and again because you're creating engaging and aligned content that's bringing them back each week. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, they're the ones that are going to buy. I mean, I have had people who never even sent me a inquiry form book big packages because they've been listening to my podcast for so long. And so that really is powerful because you know, even no matter how many people you have listening to your podcast, those are the people that are going to, you're going to be warming up for your offers and you never know when they're going to click the button, you know? 100%. Now clicking the button, right? Getting to purchase. A lot of people will be like, oh, great. Having a podcast is all well and good, but how do we get them from podcast, right? To being able to then buy. And so I guess what I question that, I'll frame around that is like, what strategies have you found most effective when converting podcast listeners into paying customers? Because people are like, well, that's all great if they're just listening, but how are they actually going to pay me? Any thoughts around that? Yeah, absolutely. The first place you have to start is with your content. And so really making sure that your podcast episodes not only are showcasing who you are and what you do and how you help people, but that it's also aligned with what your ideal clients, your ideal listeners need from you right now. And so Mm -hmm. being really in touch with your audience and what they need from you, the the things that they're struggling with or the things that they need help with. I just sent out an audience survey today uh, to my my email list and and posted on Instagram because we're trying to check the temperature, right? Like Mm -hmm. what are people struggling with with podcasting? And so Really having aligned and engaging content is where you're going to start because we want to make sure that we can bring people back week after week. Mm. The second thing is just really understanding where your podcast sits in your funnel. Mm. And we usually start when we're digging into strategy with our clients, we usually start with thinking about what is the logical next step for your listeners? Mm. And so getting a clear idea of like, what's the path that they're taking through your content, through your business, through your offers. I sometimes use the metaphor of a mountain, Colorado, once Mm. again, bringing it. But, you know, as you're climbing a mountain, there's stops, right? Along Mm. the way, you stop and rest at certain stops. And so thinking of your business and thinking of that main offer at the top, what are the stops that people are making and where does your podcast fit into that? And then having a really good call to action that is aligned with that. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is, and generally, we will have one big CTA. This is something that's really actionable, something they can dig into, like a lead magnet. Uh, And that is like your main call to action for all of your podcast episodes. Mm -hmm. And so it needs to be something that, again, aligns with the content that you're sharing and makes sense as a next step. And then from there, of course, then understanding what happens after they click that. And then, of course, you can mention your other offers and things as they come up. But that's really the starting place is 
really sitting down, mapping out your customer path and understanding how your content and all of that is going to fit together. So that way you're taking them on a journey as they're listening to your episodes and they know exactly what the next step they need to take is to become part of your world or to work with you or to get more from you. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I think like, Regardless if you have a podcast or not, understanding your customer journey and the path that they're taking collectively is vital. If you don't know that, then it's like you're pushing shit up a hill. Do you know what I mean? And so many women, when they first come to me and I start coaching them, it's like they have no clue. But because they, and it's not that they, they know that it's needed, but they don't know how. Does that make sense? So they're like, I've heard about this, but I don't really get it. And I think it's important. So I've just kind of like pushed it to the side, but it's vital. And so again, podcast or not, you got to understand the customer journey. Now that's a whole nother podcast topic for another day. So we won't go (laughs) too far down that rabbit hole. Now, one of the things that I hear from clients before they launch a podcast or choose a particular channel to work on is like, oh, this sounds like a bit of hard work. Like... (laughs) A podcast every week, you know, I'm going to yeah. be, that's like, that's commitment, that's consistency. And I'm like, but again, you don't go to the gym once and have a six pack. You got to be consistent in order for it to show up. And right. also for that, again, people to know, I can trust you, whatever it is. And so what are your tips for maintaining a consistent podcasting schedule? And then obviously it's important to keep the consistent podcasting schedule, but how do you then also keep your audience engaged over a long term? Yeah, those, these are great questions. I, I, staying consistent is so important. I, I cannot drive this home. Whatever schedule you choose for your podcast, staying consistent is going to create consistent listeners. That's what I always say. And so, you know, making sure you stay consistent and it's really about systems, mm-hmm. having really amazing systems in place, you know, whatever that looks like for you, uh, whether that's, you know, a spreadsheet or, um, you know, an Asana board, whatever the thing is, having a system. And, you know, for me, that system has changed over time. I do a mix of solo episodes and interviews. And the solo episodes obviously are a lot easier for me to get done. But here's uh, here's my controversial statement that I've been talking about a lot lately. You'll hear a lot of podcast people talk about batch recording. Mm-hmm. Well, I had been batch recording for uh, a very long time. I would sit down and record, you know, two to three episodes at a time. And what I found was that over time, the actual co- quality of my content was going down because I was trying to get these episodes recorded in this batched fashion. Yeah. So I actually stopped batch recording. And in order to make that successful for me, I had to create a system. And so knowing like, okay, on Monday, I'm going to script my episode. I'm going to record it on Thursday. And we're going to record two to three weeks ahead of schedule. Mm -hmm. And this this has allowed me to stay consistent, but not have to batch record. And Mm so I, I wanted to share that because I think, you know, we hear about batch recording. We hear about other ways. Really, it is what finding what works best for you and creating that content. But mm-hmm. making sure that you stick to it. And, you know, we, we with all of our clients, we're projecting and, and the schedule, you know, three months ahead of time. And so we will map out, okay, what are the next three months episodes going to be? Of course, if something comes up and I'm struck with some inspiration, I can record something else and move things around. But having that tentative schedule mm-hmm. makes it so much easier to work on your episodes and and again, just recording ahead of schedule because where people start to get inconsistent is when they're recording the day before, 
They're editing it the night of and throwing it up in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that's not what we want. Like we want, you know, to be able to create these thoughtful and engaging episodes. And, you know, to keep your audience engaged over time, one of my biggest tips is with your podcast episode, use that as one of your main pieces of content for your marketing for your business mm-hmm. and repurpose that content everywhere. So create Instagram posts, reels, emails, everything that comes from the podcast. Um, And, you know, digging into this just a smidge more, you know, this really starts with having really great show notes and being able to pull stuff from your show notes. And if you can create a system where you're recording ahead, you're um, creating engaging episodes. So you're keeping track of what your audience wants and needs from you. And then you're repurposing that content. And once you get into that mode, it becomes so easy. It becomes just a part of your weekly, daily schedule, and it's not going to feel difficult, Mm -hmm. but it has to start with having a really great system in place. Yep. And I do believe like systems is key because and understanding who your team is potentially, and then you might think, oh, well, shit, I don't have a team. I'm not saying you have to have a team, but how are you going to get from recording the podcast to someone editing it? and then pushing it live and then marketing it. Like these are the components that you've got to think about. People are like, they might be listening and going, fuck, this is too hard. I'm out. But I want to remind you, regardless of it's podcasting or not, I'll give an example. I hosted a two-day conference last year. And one of our things that we had was we brought on the great debate. And there was myself and kind of one of like Australia's leading YouTube specialists, Justin Brown. And so it was podcast versus YouTube, which platform to use. (laughs) Then we had Brooke um, and Maggie and it was TikTok versus Instagram, which platform to use. And then it was uh, Facebook ads versus Google ads, which to use. And it was just this really fun debate. And again, there was no wrong or right platform. It was again, what's in alignment? Where is your audience? What lights you up? But what we all found across all of us regardless of what platform was our number one platform. So we, we weren't like, I wasn't on Insta, like I'm on Instagram with like a post a story, but not actively like Brooke is, but I'm not on TikTok, not really on Instagram. Like I said, I'm not on YouTube, for example, and neither is everyone else on any of those other platforms. But the main common denominator was that we all spent roughly two hours a week creating quality content that was going out to audience. Yes. It was the thing that has allowed us. You didn't need more necessarily, but you still needed to make sure it was quality content. And so yeah. if you think about it, if right now you're on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, you I know right now are not producing quality content. And so what I say to people is there's a really good great book called 10X is easier than 2X, but you've got to shed 80% of what you know and what you're doing to get to that 10X level. And being on all these platforms is not it. So if it's podcasting, double down on podcasting. Make sure it's really, really great. Make sure you're marketing. Make sure you're executing. Because the same amount of time you're pushing yourself on half doing half-ass shit on all these other platforms, you could be seeing significant growth on one platform. So yeah. I think it's worth noting there. Yeah, I, I love that so much. And you know, and again, that's why I love podcasting so much because you know, as opposed to like spending my days batching little 30 second videos, because I am, I will say like full disclosure, I am on Instagram and TikTok, but I'm repurposing everywhere. And the videos that I am creating, I'm usually just pulling something from my podcast episodes to create Mm those. And, but the podcast, that is like my hallmark. That is the, the cornerstone of the content that I'm creating. 
And what's so great about that and having that and knowing that is that people are going to go and they're going to get so much value from those episodes. Mm -hmm. And I would rather spend my time providing the value there and telling people, if you want more of this, go listen to this episode, Mm -hmm. then creating all these little videos, like you said, and, and, and having like a whole separate YouTube channel and doing separate YouTube videos. And so I, I think you're absolutely right. And I tell my clients that all the time, like they're saying, okay, where should I be? How should I, you know, do I need to be everywhere to grow? And I'm like, no, you need to be where your, your people are and you need to be where it feels good for you. And mm-hmm. so if that's podcasting, absolutely focus on that. And then everything can come from there. No, I totally agree. Like that's what we did this year is we got rid of other stuff. We now do two episodes per week and we've seen more downloads, more conversion, more connections, right? So we didn't go exactly. and do more of something else. We did more of what was already working and just optimized it. You know, so. that's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what I, I'm doing this year as well. I doubled my episodes and doing two episodes per week and it's been amazing to see the growth, but I had the systems in place and I knew yes. that that is where I wanted to put my effort and my focus. And so it's been really great for building my audience and building those connections. Um, and it definitely takes a little bit more work, but I had everything in place to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And so you know, starting starting where you, with what you can do and then building on that, I think is so, so smart. Mm-hmm. Nope. I love it. Now, for those that are like, okay, ladies, you've convinced me <laughs> podcasting might be something that I want to consider for 2024. I'd like to know what are your top three things that they should do to get started for 2024? Yeah. First thing first is start recording. Literally just get a microphone, plug it into your computer, see how it feels. Mm -hmm. Uh, practice, sit down and do a a couple of mock episodes and get comfortable with sitting down and recording. I always tell people, you know, do what you need to do to make it feel good. If, if you're standing at a standing desk, I wave my arms around a lot (laughs) when I'm doing solo episodes and, and just get really comfortable with recording. Uh, the second thing is don't wait for it to be perfect. It Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be perfect to start. And so if you have a name idea, if you you know can come up with some cover art and write a great description, get it going, get it started, mm-hmm. record a trailer, start promoting it, start teasing it. Uh, don't be afraid for it to be perfect. One thing that I talk about a lot is how your podcast can evolve with you as you grow and it can evolve with your business. Mm-hmm. And nothing that you do is set in stone. Uh, a lot of people who aren't familiar with podcasts, a lot of our clients, they'll get, you know, nervous. Oh, if I pick this cover art, it has to be my cover art forever. And I'm like, no, it doesn't Mm. have to be. So, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect right away. And then my third tip is to just really, really, truly sit down and think about what are my goals for this podcast? What do I want it to do for my business? Am I trying to grow my email list? Do I want to get more people into my membership? Do I want to sell more of a certain particular offer? Because that is going to be the determining factor for the content you create, the the funnel that you're going to create with this podcast, and you know all of the the other little things like call to actions and show notes and all of that. It's going to flow from that goal that you have. Mm-hmm. And so, really think about okay, what do I want this podcast to do for my business, and then start creating everything around that. And I promise, if you do that, if you take the time to think through that you're going to see the impact and it's going to be so much more intentional 
and it's going to feel so much more aligned. And that all of those things that I just said is what is going to make the podcast feel easier because you know that it's helping you achieve your goals. Oof, I love it. And it's like, again, before you just jump, do you know what I mean? Start thinking about the plan. Do you know what I mean? And I know like, yeah. that's all, that's what I talk about is everything needs strategy. That's what I do, whether or not it's podcast strategy, but it's like, I also look at podcast strategy, then, but it's like, what's the bigger strategy, you know? And I know right. last week, that's what we did with, you know, our two hour strategy and goal planning session was You've got to, you, you can't steer a ship. Do you mean if you don't know where you're going, if you don't have a map, right? You've got to understand how everything connects. If not, like, yes. how is it working? How do, how do you delegate to team if you don't know, they don't know, right? And everything becomes a hot mess. But it, again, it doesn't have to be a hot mess if you've got a strategy for your podcast or you've got a strategy for your business. So I absolutely love it. Now, this has been awesome. I always love having amazing guests on the show. I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about where can people connect with you, work with you, and find you. Yeah, absolutely. So my website is just wildhomepodcasting.com and I hang out on Instagram at wildhomepodcasting. Of course, you can go listen to my podcast, which is called Share, Strategize, and Shine. And then if you're looking to start a podcast and you're wondering how to structure your episodes so that they're helping you sell without being sleazy, I have a free guide and that's just at wildhomepodcasting.com slash sales. No, I love it. Well, thank you so much. Now I've got one final question before we wrap up. And that is, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business? Oh my gosh, that is a really hard question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think I wish I knew how strong I was. When I first started my business, I I was very timid. Um, I I just I didn't believe in myself as much as I do now. Mm-hmm. And if I could talk to Caroline 10 years ago, I would say, girl, you got this. You need to go for it. You're mm-hmm. strong. You can handle this. You can do it. Mm-hmm. And you know, even this year, I think has been hard for a lot of business owners. And I've had some rough moments this year. And the thing that has gotten me through it is that same kind of mantra and like belief, like I've been doing this 10 years, you've got this, you're strong, you can do it. Mm -hmm. Dude, I love it. And thank you so much for sharing that because like businesses isn't always fucking rainbows and sprinkles. Do you know what I mean? Like there are moments. And I think it's important that people realize that we all have ups, we all have downs, you know, but we, again, keep going, you know, they say like those, again, you've got another day to to fight another day to live. So no, thank you so much. And I appreciate you taking the time to hop in. I know it's getting nighttime over there. I know you've got little ones over in Colorado, probably getting ready for bed or bedtime story. So thank you for that. I appreciate you. And for the you, you amazing human, no matter where you are in the world, I have a beautiful day. I look forward to you joining again for us on another episode of the Angela Henderson online business show. Remember that all the show notes and all the links uh, for this particular episode will be at AngelaHenderson.com.au on our podcast page. And yes, don't forget to subscribe because it puts a smile on my dial. But for now, have a beautiful day no matter where you are. And I look forward to adding with you next time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Angela Henderson online business show, www.angelahenderson.com.au.